Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by In We Go. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we're going to talk about all of the things that have happened since we last spoke late, late last night. Um, we've gotten clarity on a whole bunch of different topics. You know, I, I was kind of speculating last night that there would be no NCAA tournament. I think we all kind of assumed that there was no way that was going to go forward. Uh, today, the news broke that it is indeed being canceled, which is too bad. Um, and we'll dig into all that stuff later. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk about some of the questions that we still have. And at this point, there aren't many. Pretty much everything's shut down. Uh, the one real question that we have left is what's the plan for spring football? Um, and that's where we're going to start the show. Uh, and then we'll dig into some of the other stuff. I want to talk about, um, you, you know, I don't think we're going to do a full recap, like a debrief on this Buffs basketball season, but I do want to kind of talk about McKinley Wright and Tyler Bay and whether they're coming back because it's possible those two have played their last game as Buffs. You know, we feel bad for guys like Lucas Seward, Shane Gatling, who are supposed to get one more run at an NCAA tournament. You know, the first for Shane. Um, I believe first. But but yeah, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that stuff later. We'll talk about all that. But I want to start with football because that's what we don't know. That's what we think we might still have. You know, the spring game is scheduled for April 25th, I believe. If not, it's the 24th or 26th. It's the 25th, I think. But uh, that's a ways down the road. You, you know that the the NBA, for example, owners are pushing for about a 30-day period before they reevaluate, um, which, which would be about two weeks before then that the NBA would be reevaluating. There's a chance that everything lightens up and people are confident that you can start holding these events again. But there are also people who say it's going to be June. It could be July before we get to the point where we can start packing people into small places again. So all of that is still up in the air. But what we do know is that Rick George at six o'clock tonight will be having a meeting with all of the buff student athletes. Um, now that I think of it, it might just be the spring sports. And immediately when I said that out loud, I was like, wait, they're packing all of them into one room. That, that, that kind of seems like a bad idea. So I don't know. Maybe it's a Skype. I'd vote for a Skype or something. You don't want to get people together if you don't have to at this point. But um, yeah, that's what's, going on we don't know what will be said i think it was adam munster tiger it might have been brian howell uh who broke that news um right now it's it's four o'clock vegas time that means that it is five o'clock colorado time and so we're about an hour away from the meeting so so we might hear before uh, the actual meeting what is going to happen um break it down so again the pac-12 has canceled all competitions um in including all non-conference competitions so there's really nothing left um so that means men's and women's golf men's and women's outdoor track men's or no women's lacrosse women's tennis um those are all done there are no competitions uh but 
the Pac-12 didn't ban practicing. Um, they just canceled the rest of the championships. They canceled the rest of their games um, and said that they also have to stop stop playing non-conference games. You can't even get around it and say like, hey, whatever school, want to just have a game since we can't do anything that matters. Let's let the kids play. Uh, so that's out of the question too, in case you're wondering. Um, now... What we don't know is what happens with spring practices. Uh, football, women's soccer, women's volleyball, all practicing in the spring, and we expect to hear tonight whether that will continue. Um, as it stands, like I said, April, late April is the spring game. Um, they, they start football practice on Monday, and it's basically two or three a week uh, up until then. Um, for, for you guys, um, what that means is... Uh, not all that much because we can't actually go watch practices. You guys can't go watch practices. There's a good chance, you know, like maybe the, all the football teams in the country are worse in the fall because they didn't get this practice time in the spring. So you could see a little bit hit in the quality of the game. Um, but, but what you guys would really miss out on if they do cancel practice is the media availabilities after practice where all the reporters go talk to the players and the stories come out we get to write things and I get to tell you about what we're hearing. Um, for me personally, I don't get nearly as much FaceTime with Carl Durrell, uh, which would be disappointing, but you know that's not really the priority right now. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of where we stand there, just waiting to hear whether the Buffs are going to keep practicing. Um, you know, you'd understand either way. Uh, if, if they decide we're, we're going forward, um, we're, we're not letting media in, that's definitely on the table. Um, they could just say, Hey, we're bringing this team together, but I think that'd be a lot easier to do with a basketball team than it is with a football team. Because with a basketball team, you have what 20 guys, maybe 30 in the gym. Um, it's quite a few, but it's nothing like the 150 people you see on a practice football field. Um, and if one person gets it, then it's going to get out in a meeting room and the whole position group's going to have it. And then they're going to go to a bigger meeting. They're going to go to practice. They're going to be hanging out in the locker room. Um, it's going to be rough. At the same time, it'd be strange if Colorado actually just closed down the locker rooms. If they closed down the weight room and said, you guys aren't allowed to work out here anymore. Um, again, we kind of just have to wait and see what happens. And we expect some sort of word on that tonight. Um, I don't even know what I'm pulling for at this point. You know, it would make a lot of sense just to say, no, we're, we're shutting things down. We're going to get past this and then we'll get back to having sports, but also be pretty disappointing. Um, and I think we would all kind of feel that same way. Uh, before we move on, I did just realize I should give you guys a couple more notes um, from the DNVR side. So uh, the bar is still opening on Friday. The DNVR bar, it's at Colfax and York, but there won't be a grand opening party. Uh, there'll be no like giveaways, no unveiling, all that kind of stuff. If you guys want to come get some food, um, hang out, I think the entire crew might still be there, but it's not going to be the party that we had planned. Um, we will still have that at some point. We're just kind of waiting until probably about the time the sports teams decide that it's all right to start pulling people together. Um, that's what we'll take our cue from and have that big party. Um, again, we'll still be around and we have a bunch of plans. Um, obviously we're still in the early stages. All of this escalated so quickly, you know, 24 hours ago, I guess we were starting to get some word that things were getting worse, that conference tournaments would not be holding pop, uh, Whole, uh, allowing fans that kind of stuff but 48 hours ago we had no idea that this was just right around the corner um you know we thought that at the very least the nuggets were going to be playing um without fans same thing with the buffs same things with the, the abs um and and we'd still have that kind of stuff to be talking about but we do have a bunch of things planned i'm not i'm not going to spoil them but uh you know, if we, we say that we want to build a community and that's really what we're trying to do and honestly kind of what we've done. It was awesome meeting some of you guys, by the way, um, last night at uh, the game. I don't think I said that yesterday, but it was pretty cool. There was a lot of DNVR buffs representation last night at the basketball game, which is always cool. 
Um, we'll come up with a bunch of fun things for you guys. The ideas they're getting passed around, they're fun. Um, maybe not hanging out in person, but you know the internet's around, so we need to take advantage of it. Uh, so yeah, get excited about that stuff. And one thing about the Buffs podcast, and if you guys have any ideas for what you guys want to hear about from me during this time, feel free to send them in. Um, just give me like a DM leave a comment, all that kind of stuff. But one thing that I've been thinking about is, you know, I, I have a pretty good grasp on the buffs at this point and the the big names, the key figures, all that kind of stuff. But maybe something we do is you guys pick games I need to go back and watch. Um, and then we'll talk about them and we can all watch them together. If we decide, um, you know, maybe you start with the national championship game, which I still haven't seen the whole thing. You know, I've seen the 30 for 30. I've seen clips. I've seen like the highlights of it, but I haven't sat down and just watched that whole game. Maybe that's what we do. Um, we pick a day. Maybe sometime this weekend we all watch it, and then we talk about it on Monday. Um, or if there's a different game, if there's like a Chauncey Billups game, a classic one, one of the tournament games from the last run, um, other past Buffs games. Because the thing is, I don't even know some of them. Like, I, I haven't watched the whole Miracle at Michigan thing. Um, I think that that'd be a fun place for us to start. Let's dig into some history here because we still have that. Um, so if you guys have any games that you think we should all watch, um, I don't know, maybe let's, let's just rank them. Go, go in the comment section, um, take your top five buffs moments, um, whether it's stuff that you think every buff fan should see or whether it's stuff that you still haven't seen but you want to, and then we'll talk about them on the podcast and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, if you guys have anything else that you guys want to do, that's also always we're open to suggestions here um then with the whole dnvr team uh we have so much other cool stuff that's coming up um and again um i think that we're pretty well suited for something like this we we have people who want to hang out with us and even though we can't do that in person um we have the internet and some of those other guys are really good at the internet uh so yeah that's that's the plan. Um, plus, maybe we'll see each at the bar anyway. We don't really want to like push people to go because you gotta make your own decisions. But also, if you need a place to go because you're bored and there are no sports anymore, uh, and that's kind of the idea. Is instead of watching the Buffs tournament games, the March Madness games, or the Nuggets games, or the Avs games, or any of that, we can pick old games still and talk about those. Uh, so yeah. Um, before we move on, I want to tell you just a little bit more about InWeGo. It's an incredible service. You guys need to check it out because they're offering you four free tickets. Um, you can't use those on sports right now, but you can use it on concerts. You can use it on food festivals. You can use it on all sorts of different things, and it's four free tickets. It's a steal. Uh, so definitely, definitely check those guys out. They're so cool because that's the way it works. You sign up for a membership, and... Every month, you get to pick four things you go to, or you can get a different membership that's like two things or six things or however many you think you need. Um, but to start, if you use the code DNVR, then you can get four free tickets to use over the course of a month. There are no catches or anything. There's no like additional fees, none of it. As long as you use the ticket, I guess. The only fee that you could actually get outside of just your monthly subscription cost is... I think it's like $20 maybe if you reserve a ticket but don't go. But that's just because somebody else probably wanted to use that ticket. Um, and I've never had a problem with that. Okay. Uh, also, Breckenridge Brewery, one of our favorite partners um, for really obvious reasons. Because they make great beer. Because they make it easy for people to get to because it is not expensive. And because they're a Colorado company that really cares about Colorado and the people inside this state. Not this state. I'm in Vegas. But that state, the one that you guys are in. Um, I think that maybe now is probably the time. I, I wonder I wonder what's happening with beer sales right now. You know, like toilet paper is just like flying off the shelf. Nobody can find any toilet paper. I'm worried because I know that if it were me at home and not my roommate, there's no way I would have gone out and stocked up on toilet paper but I don't think that he did either. So I might be in trouble when I get back because he actually, actually, no, he left today. So nobody's at the house for at least a couple days. I'm still trying to figure out what my plan is, but, uh, yeah. Uh, 
I'm worried about that for sure. I'm not sure what's happening with beer. Not, I just want to clarify. I know that it's stupid that everybody's loading up on toilet paper, but because everybody's doing it, and I honestly believe that we only have two rolls at the apartment, we kind of just have to buy in and go get it. Um, otherwise, everybody else racing is going to get It's, I don't know, somebody started it. It's the same thing as like a stock market crash, really. Um, in some ways but yeah Breckenridge Brewery incredible stuff hopefully it's still on shelves I'm sure you can find some somewhere because you can use the beer locator so even if they're out somewhere it'll pop up on there and say actually no out of stock go here 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 if you want to load up on Strawberry Sky Vanilla Porter Jr. or uh, the ooh the Encore the new one get some free lift rides uh, do it and use that beer locator um, also come to the bar we have eight Breckenridge beers on tap. Um, that's going to be so much fun. Hopefully I still see some of you out there. Uh, sports again. Let's talk. Let's talk about Ken and Tyler. Um, the basketball season's over. The NCAA canceled the, the tournament. Um, there is no more college basketball to watch. I think, are there still any conference tournaments going? I don't, I don't know that there are at this point. Um, so it's kind of time to start recapping. Uh, I think the big story here, when you look at next year, you're bringing back a lot of pieces and four weeks ago, we would have been so much more excited about this, you know, but before pretty much all of the buffs role players dropped off, um, and they were just carried by Ken, they were carried by Tyler, um, at points by Evan, you're only losing Lucas Seward and Shane Gatling uh, for sure. Um, both are graduating. Lucas, I think, is a pretty big loss. You know, he's been cold recently for sure, but he's a scoring threat off the bench. He, I think he's a great third big man uh, because he can stretch the floor, because he is still long. He can rebound. He can defend. You know, he, there, there are no real weaknesses to his game. They might not all be strengths, but he definitely is a very good shooter, and it gives you a weapon to have uh, on the bench. You know, it's a great rotational piece. You can use him in a bunch of different ways, and you really don't have to worry about him. Um, so that'll be a loss for sure. You know, you have Dallas Walton, who could step up into that role. You're really hoping steps up into that role. Um I think it's capable, or I think he's capable. I think it's really possible that he can be that guy starting next year. Um, there, there are other guys, too. Um, a lot of guys. Uh, you know, that Lovering kid coming down from Wyoming. It'll be fun to see what he can do. He's a seven-footer. Um, Selchuk, all that stuff. Like, We'll see. They have replacements. I think you're you're expecting a step back for sure right there. Um, but by the end of the season, you're hoping that maybe one of those guys secures the job and comes close to providing what Lucas provided for most of the season. Um, it's, it's weird talking about the season in the past tense now um, because of the way it ended. Um, because it's, a, it's really easy to think of a guy like Lucas, a guy like Shane, and say, huh, they were kind of disappointing. But they weren't for so much of the season. They were so good, um, Lucas in particular, uh, for most of the season. And that's what we're looking at here, not just these last five games um, that they blew. Um, and I think it's important to make that distinction, that I'm not saying that Lucas was really good, and for the last five games they wouldn't be better off having whatever sixth man um, ends up emerging next year or at least third big man. Six man could be a guard, especially with the way this roster stacks up. But uh, Lucas is a loss for sure. Um, Shane, I it's, it's tougher to evaluate because he is so streaky, because he is so up and down, and he, he, he like most of this team, ended on a pretty bad stretch over these last five games. Um, really disappointing. But I think... Overall, he was a pretty average, maybe a little below average starting two guard in the Pac-12. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I think that that's where I put him. If 12 teams, he's probably in that seven, maybe eight spot in terms of starting two guards. So it isn't necessarily the biggest loss. You know, that's the type of guy that you expect to be able to replace. 
but then you look at the roster and there are some question marks as to who that could be. Um, I really like Keyshawn Bartholomew. I think that he is going to be a factor early on. Uh, I think that... I think that immediately he's in the rotation. I think there might be a point next year where he gets cut out of the rotation, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's a a, a top seven player when we get to the Pac-12 tournament next year. Um, maybe even starting. I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting even. Um, Dominique Clifford coming in, uh, another guard. He's more of a question mark. You know, I get to see Keyshawn every day in practice, and so I have a pretty good idea of what he is. You know, pretty raw defensively, great instincts offensively, very good athlete, good passer, great scorer, really great scorer, and he just makes smart plays. Um, McKinley told me that he thought that Keyshawn has great basketball senses. Like, he just sees everything, and that's something that you can't teach. Um you know, some guys just stare people down. It's like he sees everything that's going on the court, and that's the first sign of a really good um, point guard. Um, again, he'll be a redshirt freshman next year, so he'll be streaky, but I am excited. Dominique Clifford, on the other hand, I haven't seen all that much of um, because he's in high school and he isn't at the Buffs practices every day. I know the hype is bigger around him than it is around Keyshawn, um, he is expected to be more of a factor. Um, whether that's next year, I'm not so sure just because Keyshawn has a full year in a Pac-12 program and Dominique does not. So I think when you're looking at the potential long-term, it makes sense to accept Dom- or expect Dominique to be the bigger factor. But in terms of next year very much up in the air. If I had to lean one way, I would go Keyshawn. Um, you look at the two, and you have Eli Parquet coming back. I think that he's a guy who could make uh, a step. I don't necessarily think he's a guy who you build your offense around, but uh, I think that I think that he can fill in at the sh- starting shooting guard spot um, and and replace Shane's production pretty easily. I don't know that he has the same scoring upside, but he also, I think, would probably be more consistent. He still probably slots in around 8th, 8th best starting shooting guard in the Pac-12 next year, but he's more of a role player, Um, and I think that might even be a better fit. I I do think that in, in this last game, Eli probably should have started over Shane. And I know that's tough because... uh, mm. So there's a tweet that just popped up. Uh, Apparently, on 3-12... Oh, so today. uh, Today, an employee at CU was notified that he or she received a positive uh, for the coronavirus. So it is on the campus. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised now that if if they decide they are canceling practices the rest of the way. Again, we still haven't heard that. That's not going to come for, a, I mean, likely at least another hour, two hours. Um, it's a bad sign. Um, huh. Okay. Uh, let's get back to the point. What was I talking about? Oh yeah. The team next year seems pretty trivial, but uh, yeah. So I do think Eli's a good fit. I think he should have started. There's, there's something to not wanting to change things going into the most important games of the season, but he was playing better basketball. Um, and so if, if, if you expect one of Dominique and uh, Keyshawn to be a rotation player any given point throughout the season. Uh, They'll both have their highs. They'll both have their lows. Um, You expect Eli Parquet and Dalen Kuntz to take another one of those guard spots. Um, Again, might be a little bit streaky, particularly Dalen, not so much Eli. Um, Then then you have two guard spots filled. You need a third, and I think that that third is, could be McKinley right. I wouldn't be surprised if he's planning on coming back next year um, because things really didn't go the way they were supposed to. 
it's a it's it's tough to get inside his head for all of this because he really did look like at most points, especially in the last two three games of the season, um, like like he was kind of the only one trying, like he was the the only player who was providing any effort, and so that makes things tougher. Um, I don't know that that narrative really gets out into the scouting circles because. You know, the scouts pay a lot of attention. They do a great job digging into players, seeing what's actually going on, but they do miss some things. And I wouldn't be surprised if McKinley giving that kind of effort is missed. And it's fair to knock a point guard who's supposed to be the leader of the team when the whole team falls apart late. You know, you're always going to have that question mark, and you can try to, to justify it, to have excuses. Um, and, you know, the excuses line up. You know, he... He was trying, but it wasn't enough. I don't know. Um, it's kind of tough to project where his head is at, um, especially because he's a guy who, even with a really strong senior season, is still a second-round pick. You know, he, he maybe if he just goes off, goes on a tear all season, he can get into the first round. But a player like him just does not project as a first-rounder. And so if he can get into the second round now, maybe do it. Um, and the way the NBA draft is set up, where you, you can declare and still go back to college after you realize that teams aren't all that interested in you, and you have to decide before the draft, and I don't remember exactly when the deadline is, but he'll feel it out, and I could definitely see him leaving. Uh, Tyler, on the other hand... Tyler, I think, would be better off staying in Boulder. Um, this season didn't go the way it was supposed to for him either. Um, you know, what was it? 10 games in, 12 games in, maybe 15. That he was probably 12 was when things started to change. He he was one of the five best players in the country, according to the Ken Palm rankings. He was improving his draft stock. I, I think that if he had gone to the draft in 2019, he probably would have been picked 17 through 20. That's kind of what he was looking at. And again, it's unpredictable. You don't know how he's going to test. You don't know if the scouts are going to like something you don't or not like something you do. But but that's kind of the range that most people had him projected going. Um I think now he's pretty firmly in the second round. I think he's fallen 10, 15 spots minimum and maybe more like 20 or 30. For him, because he did prove that he is so capable over the first month, two months of the season, I think it's good for him to go back, especially if he can prove that he can do that over the course of the season. Now, if, now if he really doesn't think he can, then he should go to the draft. But you look at a guy like LaVisca, for example. Um, I've seen a lot of people say that LaVisca Chenault should be staying in Boulder instead of going to the draft because he got injured so much this year. But you have to look at it from the other perspective, too. You know, it's not necessarily he comes back and is healthy and rips apart the record book and becomes a Heisman candidate. If he gets hurt hurt again, then he's a sixth, seventh round guy. Um, and right now, he isn't projected to go in the first round, but he's projected to go in the second. And it makes sense to cash out because what do you gain if you keep playing? Um, maybe you do get up into the top ten. Um, but if you get hurt, and again, if it's just a little fluky injury, um, your your NFL career is really really in a bad spot um i think i think that tyler tyler with an injury you know it hurt him for sure but it wouldn't hurt him the same way visco would be hurt by an injury um because he doesn't have that history um so that so that potential that 10 percent chance that he has that type of season um knock on wood uh he the 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 outcome of that 10% isn't nearly as bad for him as it would be for Visca. So I don't know. I think all things kind of point toward Tyler Bay coming back. If if he thinks that he can replicate close to what he did for the first half of the season. You know, if if he thinks wow, that was a fluke, I was getting some bounces, um the the matchups were just really good, then maybe it is better to go now, but he can definitely play himself into the first round. I 
would have a tough time seeing him play himself out of the second round. He'd have to have another season like the end of this one. Um, and again, I, th- I think the book on him, especially around Boulder, is that effort is a problem. Um, defensive effort, attitude, and I, I mean, I don't know that I'd say it's a problem, but I definitely say there are some red flags that you look at there, and each one of those red flags is bumping you down a couple spots, and that's not only costing you money, but it's also costing you opportunities. If, if you're the third overall pick and you flame out, some other team's giving you a shot. And if you flame out there, you're probably getting a third shot. If you're a second-round guy, then you might not even get one shot. So, I don't know. If, if I'm Tyler, I'd probably stick around. Um, I do think that the cancellation um, probably helps the buffs in terms of 2020-2021, but, I mean, I definitely don't think it's worth it because, who knows, maybe they would have made a run. I don't know. Uh want to shout out our awesome uh, reporter who covers the Colorado Raptors, Colton Strickler. He's been doing a great job. I hope you guys have been paying attention. Um, the Raptors season is suspended, uh, just like all of the other pro sports, essentially, and the college sports. Um, not NASCAR. NASCAR is powering through. Uh, but if you guys haven't been paying attention to the rugby team here, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun game. Maybe that's what we do. Maybe we start watching rugby. Um, maybe we can get Nate on to tell us about rugby because he, his dad was like a pro rugby player and Nate lived, he was born in Zimbabwe and spent a couple of years there and he tackles rugby style and that's a big thing. Um, it'd be fun to get him to talk about rugby, talk about all that stuff. Uh, but hopefully you guys are paying attention because the Colorado Raptors are a real professional top level Colorado or American rugby team. Um, and Colton has been doing a great job covering them for us. Uh, so check that out for sure. Uh, also shout out to Strava craft coffee, uh, the best CBD infused coffee that you're going to find anywhere. You know, if you have anxiety or migraines or IBS, anything, uh, you should check out CBD because it has helped so many people and Strava Craft Coffee in particular um, has had great results for a lot of different people. The best part is use the code DNVR20. You can get 20% off your first purchase and they'll ship it straight to your to your door. Uh, CBD is non-psychoactive, so you don't have to worry about any of that. It comes in beans and grounds, also K-cups. Um, check it out because they ship it to you and it's 20% off. So you might as well just use that deal instead of paying full price for normal non-CBD coffee or coffee. And if you like it, then stick with it. Okay. Uh, I do think we had a question today, but the app crashed, not crashed, but I left it open for too long and it left. So it's not pulled up. I'm pulling up now. And yeah, we have one. Oh, silver buff. Given the five losses, the canceled NCAA tournament, I think it's more likely we see Kinnan Bay return. Hey, that's what I was just talking about. There's plenty of unfinished business. Aside from the defensive player of the year award, Bay's draft stock likely took a hit in the last month. Yeah, and I, I guess I didn't touch on that defensive player of the year award, but that really would help him. Um, because again, defense is effort. Um, and putting in effort for most of the season was enough for him to win the award. Um, and like good for him. He's a great defender. Um, I don't know if I've said this on here, but I think that Kin is the better defender. So I don't know. I, I think that that was a little bonus and it's going to kind of make up for some of that because again, he's a very good defender, but he probably would have been third, fourth on my list instead of first and so that little bump will make up for some of the losses in other places. Who knows if he's going to get that extra bump next year. Maybe, you know, if he plays the way he should play, then he should be an easy pick for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, yeah, his draft stock took a huge hit, though. I do think it's more likely they return. Um, who knows how any of this is going to happen? Um, because there, there are going to be so many variables the rest of the way. Is, is there going to be an NBA Combine? Are these guys going to have a chance to test? I mean, I'm sure they're going to find some way, right? Like, they're not going to not have these guys 
give their vertical. They don't want NBA teams making these massive investments in 20-year-olds without that sort of information. So I don't know if that would help Tyler. I think that athletically he is more gifted uh, than his production would indicate. So it is likely that he would benefit from something like that. So if there is no combine, I think that it's more likely that Tyler does stick around Colorado. Uh, Kin, you know, maybe maybe not so much. I don't know. I think he could surprise some people. I think I think people underrate his athleticism for sure because he is a smaller guy. He is more of a true point guard. But I don't know that people nationally realize how much of his game is getting to the rim. Um, even if it's passing out of that, even if it's not even driving, but having driven for the last three possessions, so everybody's sagging off him and he can knock down shots. Um, maybe he is a little bit faster than people give him credit for. Maybe he is a little bit quicker. I think that that could help. Um, also, Silverbuff tweeted at me earlier and said, care to share anything on your experience with the cancellation? Uh, yeah, I can talk you through all of that. It's been weird. Um, when I kind of mentioned on the podcast yesterday, but I was hanging out with some pretty cool people at the Westgate Sportsbook um, just watching the games. I don't bet on sports, but uh, we were sitting there talking and realized like throughout this process, you know, we're just watching dominoes fall over and over. Um, you know, Big Ten isn't allowing fans starting uh, starting the next day. Um, the NBA, you know, it starts with Rudy Gobert. Uh, and we were all on that on Twitter. I was sitting with a couple of other media people, I guess one other, and he uh, he was also on Twitter. We were just refreshing, refreshing, trying to find anything we could um, because the, the way that whole NBA story played out was just crazy. Um, never seen anything like it, you know, because we're at the sports book because that's where all the games are on. That's why we're there. And one of them, of course, is that Oklahoma City Jazz game. And all of a sudden, both teams go back to the locker room. And it's 10 minutes before tip-off is supposed to happen. Nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows at all. Um, everybody has guesses because of everything that's going on. It's like, wow, they must really think something's happening. Apparently, 15 minutes before that, somebody tweeted uh, that the Jazz head team doctor had run onto the court pulled together all three officials and said something to them and again that sounds like coronavirus right like like that sounds so but it's all speculation because you don't know and what are the odds that an nba player actually has it seems so crazy that one of them would actually come down with it um but it was kind of a crazy day uh so that kind of pops up and people start connecting those dots um and then you have to sit and wait, and nothing comes out again. Um, eventually, eventually, we hear that the arena's on lockdown, and the teams have been quarantined in their locker rooms. And that's probably, what, 20 minutes later? We're sitting there refreshing. People are speculating, all that kind of stuff. Um, and we're like, oh, wow, this must be what it is. You know, the Oklahoma City police are locking down the arena, um, which is just insane it's absurd uh and then you start to hear rumors that it's rudy gobert um and then we hear that it actually is rudy gobert um and sometime during the rumors people start retweeting the video of him that was kind of a funny video it was a video i saw when it came out two days earlier of him walking off the stage at a at a press conference and touching all the microphones touching all the reporters uh, recorders. So the, the way that works is, you know, they have like the microphones that broadcast things, but also all of the media members want their own audio of it. So everybody like brings their phone up and sets it on the table with, while it's recording. Or like some people bring like actual recorders so that they can use their phone to tweet, uh, whatever. But he touches all of those. Um, and, and it turns out Rudy Gobert did have it. And you know, then everybody's talking about the other teams that they've played. Actually, that was coming up before. Um, and before we even heard that it was Rudy Gobert, we heard that, or we saw the picture of the staff in like gloves and all that kind of stuff, spraying down the Jazz bench and wiping things off, but not the Thunder bench. Again, it's it's like something out of a movie. Uh, 
And that's just one of the stories, but that's one of those things. And so we're going through all of it. Uh, and then you get the email from the Pac-12 saying that no fans are going to be allowed. And that was right in this same time frame um, for the rest of the tournament starting on Thursday. They were still allowed in Wednesday night. Um, but it's just weird. Uh, more than anything, it's just weird to see how quickly all this has happened. You know, all these stories breaking. Again, I'm in there with like some pretty big time people. Not to like flex or anything, but but to hear them reaction and see how like big name guys react to this kind of stuff. It's it's interesting for me personally because that's where I want to be ten years from now. Um in their shoes and just their thought process is how they piece things together. Um you know, them saying at one point he said, yeah, my next two flights are commercial. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Your next two flights are commercial. Like, that must be so hard for you. But it was just weird. It was a weird environment. I mean, that was every conversation we had. Um, we talked to other people, people associated with the buffs, you know, the top people with the buffs. Um, and getting their reactions. It was it was the conversation everywhere. Um, you know, at the arena, everybody's booing when – they say that there are no fans allowed for the rest of the tournament. And then, but also it's like, yeah, I know you're upset. I'm upset, but there's a reason for it. And it's just disappointing is what it is because that's like the release from everything. You know, that's where people go to like entertain themselves. Like what, what would you do if you couldn't go to work or something? If, 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 or no, I guess that wouldn't be it. But like you, you couldn't go do whatever because the coronavirus was shutting it down. You'd sit at home and watch sports. You'd watch every minute of March Madness from start to finish. Um, but now you can't even do that. And so that's the release. And again, that's what we're working on at DNVR. Um, there have been so many good ideas. And I wish I could tell you what they were, but that would ruin the surprise. And we need good, fun surprises. And there will be some coming up. Um because we still need to do something and we still all want to talk about sports, even if there's no sports actually happening. That whole timeline, though, yesterday, again, from the morning until until the end of that tournament game, it was just weird. It was so weird. Um, we're still seeing the fallout. Um, if any of you guys have any thoughts, as always, leave them in the comment section. Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking back. There's so many little conversations. You know, talking to Mike Pritchard about this stuff. He has a different take than the fans. And the fans have a different take than Rick George. And the, Rick George has a different take than all these different people everywhere. Um, but again, with anybody you talk with, that's that's the first conversation. I, I said on last yesterday's podcast, but after the game, um, one, of, one of the ushers came up to me. And he was an older guy. He was probably 60, maybe 62. And... Mm, he just walked up to the media table, which is actually kind of a weird thing to do. And it was strange they picked me. Um, I don't know why he did. Maybe I looked the friendliest. I believe it. Some of those guys didn't look all that friendly. But uh, he walked up and said, well, I won't see you tomorrow. I was like, oh, yeah? Like, I didn't understand. But then he said, you know, because I'm not essential. If You don't need ushers if you don't have fans. And that's the real problem here is that so many people are affected. Um, you know, you saw today... Kevin Love donated $100,000 to employees at the Cavs Arena because they are losing out on a bunch of work because of this. Um, that's kind of what you have to do to keep people moving. <sighs> yeah, again, it's, I mean, if I get the coronavirus, I will be just fine. You know, that's pretty much a fact. But if who knows I, I wind up in the ICU for some reason because it doesn't work and I have to take a bed up for two weeks well then somebody who broke their arm isn't gonna have that they wouldn't need ICU would they unless they like really needed their arm for something like I don't know maybe they I don't know, like they yeah I can't think of a reason an ICU person would 
No, a broken arm. A person with a broken arm would have to go to ICU. But, you know, there are people with serious in, uh, injuries, and some of the hospitals aren't equipped. A lot of the hospitals, you know, see what's happening in Italy, and in Italy they don't have enough beds, and they're going to have to throw in, like, an age restriction, basically say, oh, you're 77 or older? Guess what? We can't treat you for the coronavirus because even if you get past it, it's going to take up a bed for two weeks, and we could have used that bed on three different people and saved all their lives. And those are the discussions they're having, and hopefully it doesn't get to that point. And, and the stories are coming out. It's, it's just so weird. It's going to be strange to see how this all progresses, I think. Because, you know, at this stage, it's, look, this person has it. Um, Tom Hanks and his wife have it. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert have it. It's like, how could those two have it? They're two of the best basketball players on the on earth. Like, they should be immune to all these sorts of things. Um, you know, all these people have it. But then you also hear the stories where today Michael Pittman, um, the the running back for the Buccaneers and then the Broncos, not the receiver. His son actually is the receiver for USC, so I guess it's his family over too. But the older Michael Pittman uh, tweeted out today, like, we need prayers. One of, my, one of our family members um, has a coronavirus and went into a coma. And, you know, those are some of the stories that, we're probably going to start hearing more. And so watching this progress from, oh, this person has it to, oh, wow, this person isn't handling it well is going to be kind of ugly. You know, the president of Brazil has it. Um, I think what somebody's, is it the U.S. Uh, health department? I don't even know who's in charge of health. But somebody like that has it, and it's just going to keep happening, and that's too bad. Hopefully things get better but kind of stuck where we are again if you guys have fun ways that you want to get through this like like i said we have so many ideas and ways that we can all kind of like hang out without actually being together and getting each other sick and all that kind of stuff and fun thoughts and who knows you know we, we did our sports movie bracket too bad we didn't hold on to that until now because boy it would be fun to just start watching a bunch of sports movies but it's that kind of fun stuff where we can i don't know still spend some time talking about sports which is what we all really care about probably a little too much um they'll probably do it for today if there's anything bus specific again get at me get in the comments get in twitter with your like five favorite buffs moments or like the five buffs games that you think every buffs fan should watch or that you want to watch and we'll start by just picking one and if it's the miracle of michigan if it's uh if it's I don't know something with Pritchard you know I spent enough time with Pritch this weekend um for you, everybody knows who he is but just in case you don't he was like an all-american receiver um I think right yeah he must have been, yeah he was all-american um and then like the 13th overall pick in the draft played in the NFL for like eight or nine years so pretty cool I bet I could convince him if, if we all if we all pick a moment that Pritch was a part of I will convince Pritch to come on the show and talk about it with us um but we gotta watch it first so maybe that's where we start let's pick a pritch moment and uh watch the game and then have him talk us through it and if you guys are down to help me pick a game i will get pritch on this show i should probably shouldn't promise things like that but i'm going to because i we'll make it happen i'll make it happen um so let's start with that pick one and then we'll move on to all sorts of other stuff um, see if we can find a way to watch sports when it's really hard to watch sports anyway. All right. Um, also, if you have any thoughts on buff stuff, we can talk about regular things too. There's still a lot to talk about that way. Um, who is the quarterback? Probably Brendan Lewis. We've talked about that one a lot. You know, whatever questions, whatever your thoughts are, we can do that. Uh, that's going to do it for today. If you like the podcast, leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. We really like those. And uh, I will see you tomorrow, which is Friday. Um, and we'll talk about whatever Rick George says tonight. Okay. Bye. I think they like my Colorado sway. Because when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. Sway. My Colorado Sway is pushing 180.
pad competition. See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh -huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hit you, hit you, hit you. Hey, hey. And you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it anytime. Yeah. It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the line. Yeah. My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring. ring. Throwing blows, knocking down team after team. They like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in that play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in that go, you know I'm acting bad. Get a bus with my Colorado swag My Colorado swag My Colorado swag I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag My Colorado swag My Colorado swag Man, I swear I think they like my Colorado swag Have you ever seen a Ram? Nine Boulder, Colorado Buffalo is what I am All the teams come and follow When I start, hit the field The opposing crowd swallow Cause they know I'm about to kill He gon' feel that tomorrow Whole team full of war Got me feeling tribal, big 12, here we come We ain't worried about arrival If you want it, come and get it, we'll wait for your arrival When you hit this frozen field, man, it's all about survival Why you make it, why you make it, yeah, you better bring your Bible Quick, big, blind side, flat line, no revival Get them bust, get them bust, mess them up, we say we got them If we don't, then we'll get them when we see them Then we add them like my Colorado swag Cause when I'm in it, play